Right, George, for the final time, the final week, yes, final episode, it's our final time to spin the Wheel of Crass Fortunes. Let mm. me just... Uh, Did you get the word uh, final in there enough? Just... It's, I just want to really emphasise that it's the final episode of this run. Yeah. It's so, the last know, one, and, listeners. Yeah, be a bit sad, listeners. This could be it for us. Forever. I'm pulling off the curtain now. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's the majesty of that wheel is, is just totally gone, hasn't it? Yeah. I feel a little bit depressed every time I look at it. Yeah. But look, it's done us, it's done us good, this wheel. It's held its... I'm just going to spin it, George. Yeah, just get it spun. Get it over with. Oh, it's very stiff, George. <laughs> oh, there it goes. Spinning all around. Round and round. All around loads the of topics. Let's not mention any of them. No, well, I don't know if you'll notice, George, but I've actually changed all of them to Giles Brandreth. Every single topic I didn't this, no, I on this I could wheel see. is Giles Brandreth. It's going to land on it this time, George. There is no possible way that it will not land on Giles Brandreth. It's coming up now. It's, it's slowing down. It's coming up to Brandreth. It's, it's going to be Brandreth. I'm so excited! It's going! It's stopping! It's Come stopping! on! Come on! Jesus! Christ! Oh, what the? Oh, no. Can you believe oh, it? Oh no! Can George you believe is, it? It's blown up. The crash oh, the, the wheel of fortunes has blown up. It's blown Garan- up. Guaranteed Brandreth, but it blew oh. up, and we can't therefore follow the advice. That's that one up the Kyber. Up the Kyber. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Welcome to Season 4, Episode 10 of Crass. I'm George Walsh. And I'm Paul Austin. It's the uh, George, last one of the series. It is. It? it is the last one, yeah. It's yeah. also, George, the final ever Paul's Question Time. I'm definitely going to be killing it off yeah. after this defo, series. Defo, dead in the water. <laughs> so, do you want to just do the jingle? It's Paul's Question Time! I forgot to do that. Paul's Question Time! <laughs> Question time. George. Yes. Paul's final question time. Honest this time. What was the first 18 rated film you ever saw? It's a good one. That is a good one. Um, It's a proper one. No silliness here. No. (laughs) Serious, serious (laughs) business. question. That's thrown me for a a bit of a loop, actually. Well, do you want me to tell you the first one I ever saw? Yeah, go on. First one I ever saw, I'm pretty sure it was this, but my granddad sat me down when I was about 12, I think, Yeah. and we watched Alien. Ah, Cheeky movie about the alien comes out of a fella's chest. I actually don't remember being that frightened of it. Yeah. It was in the middle of the day, so that could have been why. 
Mm. I remember being quite interested in the fact that um, your man out of Lord of the Rings is Ed come off. Yeah. Um, and he was all <laughs> spaghetti inside. <laughs> I remember liking that bit. But the actual yeah. film, I don't remember being frightened of it. No. Do you have any fond memories of uh, Yafut Kotto, who was in that film? <laughs> Played Kananga in uh, Live and Let Die. No, no, I don't. We won't do Bond chat. All right. I, I, I do. Uh, he was. Yeah, I do know the guy. He's good. He's good in it. I mean, they're all good in Alien. There's no duff performances. Good film, isn't it? I think that that chest burst is hogging the limelight a bit, isn't it? It's a bit of an odd scene, that isn't it? Because it's it's cool at first, and then the actual little puppet comes out, and it's a bit crap. Mm. Like it is, isn't it? It's just shots fired. At it's aliens. just like a rod with a little little plastic creature on it. It's like, I mean, it's a bit like. I mean, it might as well. Do you remember? Have you you know? Have you been to a safari park or a zoo? Yes. Do you know those toys you can get that are like snapping animal heads, and you press like a lever, and the mouth opens? Yeah. It's a bit like that coming out of someone's chest, isn't it? That scene in Alien. Mm. Yeah. Would it have lost the impact if it was just one of those covered in sort of KY jelly and same amount of impact for young Paul. Yeah. Same amount of impact. I was twelve years old watching it, I thought, crap. Crap. (laughs) Crap. Um (laughs) I'm trying to think I am racking my brain here trying to think what the first eighteen film I saw was. Listeners, I even told George I was gonna ask him this before we started recording. He's had time to think about it. I mean, he's had like twenty minutes to think about it. I didn't yeah. tell him like days in advance. No, come on, let's be let's be honest. No, uh, I think it might have been nine Shining. songs. Oh, <laughs> Shining. That's a good one. That would have been an earlier one for me as well. I think that yeah. did frighten me. I haven't seen nine songs. No, I haven't either. Um, seen the best bits, but I've not seen. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen get on the old. Get on the Google. Nine yeah. songs sex compilation. Well, no, nine songs best bits is what I put in. And, oh right, yeah, found all the that cracker's son blowing his load. <laughs> all the best bits. The he best was in bits. Cracker. I was really. I haven't seen nine songs. Let's be honest, listeners. I haven't seen any of the scenes from nine songs. But I'm, you know, I'm not an, too uptight. An idiot. I'm not. Yeah, I know what's in it. But I was really weirded out when I watched Cracker once. It's like, oh. Mm. oh. Mm. Bit, uh, it's a little bit like that. A mm. little bit. So, The Shining, yeah. What did you think of yeah. The Shining when you watched it? How old would you have been? I was probably about, again, probably about 12 or 13, something yeah. like that. Did it frighten yeah. you? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah I, I found it really creepy, actually. Yeah. Shining on really yeah. way. It unnerved me when I was a kid. It was the bit, yeah. I think it was actually the bit with the sort of the, the horrible naked old woman in the, in the bath. Yeah. That bit yeah. freaked me out. The fact mm. that she was coming to the camera. Yeah. Like she could have come out from the screen, like in that film with the ring. Yeah. I went to see it at um, at the corner house a while ago. Well, not when it came when out. I was on, not when it came out. <laughs> in 1980. Yeah. No, I went to see it there. I think, I think it was... I've seen it there a few times. Uh, I think it was the US cut. But I, I uh, could okay. see in my eye line, I could see someone a couple of rows ahead, and they were absolutely petrified nice. during that scene. And it nice. was just kind of quite satisfying seeing someone much older than I was absolutely shitting it. it was great. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Like the power of the movies. Did you ever, in 
because we obviously did film studies not together yeah. but separately yeah. at separate mm. um colleges i like you're saying separate as if it was a decision well they might have thought that not, we did film studies at the same separately. time i don't know these these listeners they might think that we went to the same college together but no, i was yeah. at a midlands college and george was at a northern one so we didn't yeah, do I, it together. I went I went to the Manchester College, Sheena Simon campus, and you were at Cadbury World Education <laughs> Department. Yeah, but yeah, we all have to do the Midlands. We all go to Cadbury World. Stuff. <laughs> we all do our stints at Cadbury World. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, did you ever watch like a sort of raunchy film during film studies or a, or a film with a raunchy scene in it? A film with a raunchy scene in it? Um... We watched so much. Probably, I think we might have watched. We watched Train Spotting. We well, yeah, we didn't so watch Train Spotting. Oh, we, we yeah, we we either, we watched it in bits. So I, uh, that's why okay. I'm I'm never quite sure if I've seen it properly or not. I, I'm sure I've seen all of it, but it was in mm. segments. We broke it down when we watched it. But yeah, there's obviously the very famous scene in in Train Spotting. There is a, quite a raunchy scene in Train Spotting. Yeah. Did you get the? Um, did you see the bit with the baby? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't all fun. No, <laughs> but that's but that's heroin addiction for you, isn't it? That's... So... <laughs> if we can take anything from that film, it's it's yeah. that heroin addiction ain't fun all the time. One minute it's you know Iggy Pop and running down the road and all choose life. The next bit it's shoving hypodermics in your McDonald. cock. Yeah, I mean I went with a different route there. <laughs> I mean, Kelly MacDonald herself wasn't underage at the time. so No, it's I mean, allowed then. It was allowed. It's allowed. It's fine. God. Um, I, just to throw the question back at you, what was the first 18 certificate film you saw at the cinema? At the cinema? It's a bit harder to see an 18 at the cinema when you're underage, so I'm just yeah. wondering. I'm not entirely sure, actually. I can. T- I think mine, mine was... Um, Mine was a Clockwork Orange, I think. Actually, when I saw a screening first, of a Clockwork came, Orange. Came out when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think that was that was mine. But um, the first eighteen I saw when I was eighteen and uh, sort of allowed yeah. to go and see eighteen films was Stoker. Um, I do vaguely remember Stoker. Yeah, I wrote a really sort of positive review of it at the time, and I can't mm. remember. I did a review for the Corner House website, Livewire. Big up the corner house bunch, and um, <laughs> I gave it quite a glowing review. But thinking back, it was quite a vapid film, <laughs> rubbish. It had a bit of Philip Glass music in it, which I, which I liked. But thinking about it, I didn't. I think it was one of those where I didn't enjoy it, but I thought <laughs> Jean Michel Jarre there, not Philip Glass, but basically the same thing. Isn't basically, it? basically the same thing. Says pig ignorant brummy. I think I was trying to salvage though the the like the experience of oh it's the first eighteen I'm sort of allowed to go and watch, yeah, and then being disappointed by it I was sort of a bit no no it was all right that yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean I genuinely yeah I mean I'm racking my brains and I really can't remember the first eighteen rated film I'd have seen well it kind of made much of an impression on me no. whatever it was yeah. And I, I think remember. I only remember Stoker because I wrote that review. Yeah. If I should have written a review of the first 18 rated film I saw at the cinema. Mm. I'm trying to think what the raunchiest film I've seen at the cinema is. Anomalise has got a pretty raunchy segment in it. But yeah. that's like, that's like you know, 
Cosgrove Hall in it, sort of style. <laughs> so it doesn't really count. I remember that orgy sequence in Trapdoor. <laughs> that wasn't Cosgrove Hall. It was, wasn't it? No, it was It was independent, I think, Trapdoor. Oh, fuck's sake. I thought that was... No, Name it's... a Cosgrove Hall claymation one. Wind in the Willows. Right. I, don't know, I almost feel so depressed it's not worth doing the joke again. Now. <laughs> I just keep my idiocy in there. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was, but I, just, I don't think cra- it is. Cosgrove there'll be a crass correction at the head of season five if you are. <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, yeah, raunch, raunchiest film. I've seen. Is this just what film did you see at the pictures? This one. <laughs> Telling you what. Uh, raunchiest film I saw at the pictures was probably A Dangerous Method. Oh, all the spanking not, in not, that. Not that raunchy, really, but it's got quite a few spanking scenes but it was in the it was in the tiniest screen at the corner (laughs) house screen three which is essentially if you if you never went or don't remember it because i do remember who does i do you do i mean the listeners they they, the corner house closed before most of them were born so um, (laughs) but but it was essentially three rows and a massive not massive but a fairly big close screen so it was it was seeing any film there was a pain in the arse, I think. This fucking chair. What's up with your chair now? It's just really creaky. It's been creaky the whole series. Mm. Pissed off with it. So that's that's something for the next series. New new chair. Squeakless chairs. Um, Sorry, George. But yeah, I saw, I saw it in there. And there was a, a mouth breather behind me. So, um... Oh. Yeah. It wasn't a good... F- I didn't think it was a very good film anyway. It's got some good scenes in it, though, hasn't it, George? Mm. I don't know. Forgettable was the word I'd. I don't like David Cronenberg. All right, just leave me alone. It's not very Cronenberg. It's very atypical for David Cronenberg. What I mean about yeah. the good scenes is, you know, you know what I mean about the good scenes. I'm not going into it, making myself look dirty, am I? Try to get, try to get me in trouble. <laughs> right, let's fucking bury this bit. Move on. <laughs> Lips smacking this, quenching ace, tasting good, and making good, buzzing cool, talking high, walking fast, living ever, giving cool, fizzing crass. Right, well, it's time, I think, once more to dive into the huge mail sack and see what we've got in our... No, that didn't work. Start again. Well, I think it's time to root through the pigeonhole and check up on our crass correspondence. <laughs> That's... I mean, that just sounds like a euphemism. Fine. Jingle. <laughs> We had an email this week, Paul. I don't. Good. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna read you the email. Okay. I want you to see if you can pick up on something about this email that I think. Uh, well, I certainly picked up on it. Uh, Danny Baker, but not that one, has emailed <laughs> in. Uh, he says, "Hi, Magic Plastering. Still all right to do the whole stairs and landing next Thursday." I know we were going to postpone, but now that the lockdown's over, it should be top banana. No. Cheers, big ears. Danny Baker. P.S. That's no joke. When I was remodeling my rompus room, the fella who came round looked like Mr. Rumbold from Are You Being Served, <laughs> the big-eared cunt. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I don't think that email was 
was meant for us. No, I, I don't think either. Got the got cross wires here. I, th- but think, I think so as well. <laughs> so if you if if you're listening, Danny, uh, do send in the real email you're going to send to us because <laughs> I think someone at Magic Plumbing or ma- ma- what was it that I made up? Magic Plastering. <laughs> someone at Magic Plastering. Plastering, yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Someone gosh. at Magic Plastering's probably got a question about <laughs> Kojak or something, you know. And yeah. That's our wheelhouse. So, yeah. It's a real, a real dog's dinner of a podcast. This isn't it. It's a shambles, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> What's next? <laughs> What's next? Um, it's fine. We're rattling through it. We're rattling through it. George, what's a really cracking tune from an artist you don't particularly care for? That's right, it's crass correction time. Blah 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 There was a mistake on the crass podcast, so we're now trying to make up for it here. Sorry, there was a mistake on the crass podcast, and we're going to have to apologize. It was probably Paul's fault, but that does not mean that I shall be seen as infallible. Now the music's gonna do the rise and fall bit as we plan to make our crass Correction. So, crass correction that usually uh, causes rows. What's what's the crass correction? Well, I don't correction think it will week? this time. It's a okay. this is an error that we're we're both responsible for. Okay, um, so there's no there's no uh, sniping on either. No, I just want to cover the bases here. Really, um, yeah. the last episode, um, my phone just vibrated. Then fuck off. The last episode um, that was re- I think it was the last episode that was released. <laughs> I've lost yeah. all. It was, it was, it, was, it definitely it was. was, yeah. The last episode that was released, um, mm. what was it fucking called again? Oh, Crass, Don't Lose Your Head? Yes, it. Crass On, Don't Lose Brilliant. Your Head. Brilliant, prepared. Um, <laughs> we continually referred to um, that Friday that it was released as a bank holiday. Of course, yeah. listeners, it wasn't a bank holiday because the no. bank holiday was moved yes. to the 7th. Uh, a, a date on which there was no crass podcast released. Nope. <laughs> Not because we were having a bank holiday off, just because we couldn't be arsed that fucked. week. Couldn't be fucked. I think it's very important, actually, for for podcasts when uh, when they're not feeling it that week. Don't put something out. No, you know don't, I mean? don't force don't yourself. You don't want to being... be trapped in some sort no. of circle of vicious circle of hell, talking yeah. shit. Week on week on week on week on week on week on week without it really being a, a definitive season, just keep spewing out your shit. Yeah, until like, the only um, interaction you get with your friend and co-host is, you know, is just, is just on air sort of aggression. Do you think our listeners tune out whenever we do anything like that? Do you think they tune out when we're having a go at Gannon? Yeah, probably. Up. Press the fifteen seconds just forward 15 button. Seconds ahead, they'll still be talking about <laughs> it. But... It's for our benefit that. Yeah. so you can fucking like it or lump it that's what I say <laughs> so yeah sorry about that but um, we <laughs> forgot about VE Day yeah um, we'll meet again don't know where don't know when but I know oh not just me uh. that was crass corrected yeah <laughs> good feature <laughs> that was a good segment of the podcast I think <laughs> we're getting through them i'll tell you that we're getting through them um just before we move on I, I, yeah. on the subject of will meet again not a hard song to sing is it really 
No, easy. No. We we did it. I'd quite like to hear Vera Lynn sing a much trickier, cha- more challenging song vocally, <laughs> like uh, like um, you know, a, a sort of an aria from La Traviata or something like that, or or maybe uh, Living La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. <laughs> something more challenging. That is a tough song. Yeah, it's a tough song to sing, mate. Yeah, Vera. Yeah, come on. Don't rest on your laurels like so Vera, that. So Vera, Vera Lynn's the latest person that latest crash have had a go at. Latest on list. <laughs> George, I want to bring back a feature. Um, there's going to be because it's the last one, last yeah. episode for a while, last episode of this quite long run. Yeah. Of two seasons, that's unusual for us. I want to bring back a feature. I'm going to bring back a couple. Uh, first feature I'm going to bring back. We haven't had for ages. Yeah. Um, it's a much loved feature, and I think a lot of people have been missing it. <laughs> It was never named. We never gave it a name, but it is uh, unofficially known as Paul eats a thing, and George has to guess what it is just from the sound it makes. Super. <laughs> I know you like this bit, George. I love so it. I bet you're well excited. Well, well chuffed. Well chuffed to fucking mint balls. I'm opening the food stuff now. Maybe this is an extra hint. Chuffed to mint balls. Got any, you can play along with this at home, listeners. Yeah. What is um, Paul eating this week? Just sniffing the bag now. Oh, it's a very familiar it's scent. It's in a bag. I really, ex- I, really, I really expect you to get this one, George. Oh. Um, I'm going to take a bite now. Get it. That one's too small. There you go. Right. Here we go. Walker's salt and vinegar crisps. Listeners, he's only gone and yes! got it on the first try. Yes. <laughs> Top of the league. Come on. <laughs> there you go. See, I, I, that's see, that feature. I've got now. better You've at got this. It. I've got better at this over the years, and now he kills it off. You've got it. Unbelievable. Well, no, this, yeah, as soon as you get it, there's no point yeah, doing it again. Is seriously, it? though, Paul, do kill it off. Don't do this again. <laughs> Don't eat anything ever again. Oh, crap. All right, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> Have a little drink. Oh God! Just wash, wash that down. Drinking like that for Jesus. Next this bit. This is just before. <laughs> no, this is you, right? That's you. That is. You don't bother me. You don't bother me. You doing it? So it's actually that's just going to bother me twice because it's going to bother me when I do it mm. in the edit as well. Yeah, I know. Oh. Paul talks to George and then George talks to Paul and then Paul talks to George and then George talks to Paul. Talking bollocks here on the Crass Podcast. Well, talking of bringing back uh, features we do every so often without really much oh, yeah. thought behind them it's <laughs> things what get on me tits brilliant oh on this here crass podcast we do have lots of bits and here's another feature called things what get on me tits yeah things what get on me tits Right, well, Got bits of crisp in my teeth now. That gets on me tits when you get bits of crisp stuck in your teeth. Bits of apple. It is annoying, bits of apple it? stuck in your teeth. Apple is the worst. The worst. Apple and is I, the worst for I love it. apples, but that's the worst mm. thing about them. By some well, everything's got a downside, hasn't it, George? Yeah. I think stuck in your teeth, it's worse than them having cyanide in the pips. 
for me. <laughs> but um, anyway, that's a whole other thing. It's a whole other yeah. thing that got on my tits. There's not a lot of cyanide in apples. Apple no, pips, well, there's not enough to you kill don't have to someone. Worry about that. So it's a no, shame. you have to eat shit loads of pips to to have to, yeah. to have any sort of effect. Mm. And who would do that? But the, let's get down to the, the serious business of the thing that really has got yeah. my tits. Brass tacks. Yeah. Quizzes. At the minute, we've had quizzes. a lot of online mm. quizzes, haven't we? Because we're all mm-hmm. in lockdown and we're all bored to fuck. Well, yeah. a lot of people have sort of been doing Facebook quizzes. Here's a Facebook quiz. I'll stream live on Facebook and do a quiz. Yeah, I have seen um, this. Yeah. Have you taken part in any of them? Not the Facebook no. one. I've taken part in like family quizzes. Yeah. I've not really taken part in any of the Facebook ones, but I have witnessed from the sidelines, and they're <laughs> profoundly irritating. I've been witness to about three different ones, and they're all quite slow, uh, I've noticed. They, right, there's a hell of yeah. a lot of fannying around. Well, everyone's got to get the, you know, everyone wants to get a chance with the answers, nah, and some people aren't as quick-witted as me and you, George. I'm thinking, fuck them. I'm thinking in a real pub quiz, you wouldn't have that much time, so fuck them. That is true, actually. I do sometimes think I think, think question, that. 10 seconds, next question, I think is fine. That that Not the amount of faff. There's more pauses in it than there is in eggheads. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> because at least eggheads, yeah. eggheads is a five-minute TV show stretched across half an hour. And these Facebook quizzes are like 10-minute yeah. quiz shows stretched across four hours or something ludicrous. Do you know what I mean? This is all yeah. like, right, now we're going to take a break now. And it's like, just go on with it. Ask the questions. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Also, we host- also, 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 Can't get word also, in. I watched um, Millionaire last night. New Millionaire. Did new you? season Millionaire's back with my favourite, yep. Jeremy Clarkson. Um, you love it. Did you record it to add to your collection? I did, yeah. I've got Sky Plus. It's Good. full to the fucking brim of Clarkson-based <laughs> ephemera. Ephemera? Not the right word. But I uh, well, I got every question right. I would have won the million. Oh, I would have won the million. I would have won the million. And I'm not blagging. I'm not trying to make myself sound smart. I, I And I'll admit, the last sort of three questions, I only had hunches, but my hunches were correct. I would have won the million. Would you Fuming. have taken the money though? That's the I would thing. have taken you the money. You can say you got would have got all of them right, but would you have walked away? I would have walked away with yeah, with about a quarter well, of a million. Yeah, you wouldn't have got the million then. Oh, fuck off. Easy to talk. No, I'm just easy to if, talk. Right, but you'd right, have walked right, away. Right, right, right. If it was the if it was the millionaire PlayStation Two game, I'd have won yeah. the million because I wouldn't have walked okay, away. Well, now there's I'll no real that. money, is there? So it's not may as well play I'll give it. You that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously. So is that your final answer? I would have, I would have, I would have taken, I wouldn't, I would have taken the money in real life. But it's annoying, isn't it? Isn't it annoying that you know you're not, you, that you know you're not brave enough, stupid enough, to take gambles like that in real life? I don't know. Not, I'd... not really. It's not I really annoying. Yeah, I guess. No, I'm on my own again here. So let's wrap it up there. <laughs> tits. Things what get on me tits. Well, no, I wanted to say, I wanted to say something. I wanted to say, based on what you've said there, maybe me and you, George, we could host our own sort of quack. Quass. <laughs> Our own crass. Crass. I just misspoke, right? Give me a break. I've had a bunch of crisps Quass in my mouth. Quiz. <laughs> Our own crass quiz that the listeners could take part in. I mean, we could do that. Would you like we? that, George? We could do that. We could. If you're interested, listeners, we will do it if we get enough. If we get like two people saying, yeah, all right, yeah, well, then I'll we're not going to do it. Don't know where they But if we on. get 10 people, right? Let's set a, a, ten a, people, a, an actual 10 listeners. If they email us. We haven't us, got 10 uh, listeners, mate. 
10 listeners. Well, this is the test, isn't it? We've got 10 listeners email us um, at thecrasspodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Or is it crasspod? It's just crasspodcast at gmail.com. Just crasspodcast at g- Fucking four seasons, yep. George, and I still don't know. Yep. Crasspodcast at gmail.com. Email us. I'm interested in... You don't have to write anything specific. Just say, I'm interested in doing the quiz, and we'll try and sort something out. Yeah. But we've got to get 10 listeners involved. Yep. For nine listeners, we ain't doing it. Yeah. So, but ten listeners have to be involved. And do you know what? Who knows? Maybe that's what uh, Danny Baker was emailing in to suggest. He might have been saying, "I love <laughs> these pub quizzes. Do a pub quiz. Do a crass yeah. pub quiz." I mean, let's face it, mate. Even if we get ten ten emails, it's going to be quite a it's going to be quite a, a push to get me to do it. Well, George, this is the good thing about it is they're not going to know if we've got ten unless they form some sort of super group, yeah, like a sort of fan club, yeah. and they all t- talk to each other. They're not going to know if we've got twenty replies. No, we're going to have But if we've got like twenty, we could just pretend we didn't yeah. and just say, "Oh, we only got nine. Sorry." No, Conversely, no. so we're not beholden to anything. Conversely, if we were desperate to do a quiz, we could just pretend we've got ten. No, no, we couldn't because when because then when we do the quiz and only three people show up, they'll know they'll 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 have caught, our, caught us out, won't they? Yeah. So we can't do that, George. Yeah. It doesn't work both uh, ways. Right, I know. Things will get on me tits there. <laughs> so long, another feature until we next transmits. They're out of my damn system now Those things what got on me tits Yeah, those things what got on me tits So at the very beginning of season three of Crass We uh, set some aims, didn't we, Paul? I set some Paul, aims, they were my aims Don't go act, acting like you had any part Paul them, set mate. some aims for the podcast So let's, <laughs> let's catch up and see if, we, uh, see if Paul met those aims with a crass look back at season three aims. Yes, uh, listeners, as George has just said, I set three aims. We're going to see if I've um, hit them, basically. Do you remember off the top of your head what they were, George? Nah. Okay, because I've written them down, don't worry. The first aim was do less prep. Now, George, yeah. I think you've you certainly have taken this into um you know, you've you've really hit this, I think, this yeah. series. Not having a go. <laughs> no, no. There was a slight hint of passive aggressiveness. <laughs> Uh, but also, yeah, I don't do very much prep either, listeners. I sort of just wing it. I generally try, if I'm going to do any prep, I generally do it like on the day or the night at a push before yeah. we're going to record. Yeah. So, da- done. Bang. Bang. Hit. Ding. Ting. There'd be a little like bell sound there. Or a tick. I think Imagine just, a tick. I think just going bang is, is better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll let you do that then. Okay. Number two. Now, this is really where we've, we've shone, I think. Mm. Number two, continue to alienate our listeners with obscure <laughs> references and insults. Yep. Bang! Bang! Yes! We've done that one. <laughs> totally. Completely. That's been our basically the whole point of this show yeah. since like the beginning of series three. Yep, I think so. The third point... This is, the, this is where we fell down a bit. Mm, the third yeah. point was more material based around celebrity chefs. Oh! oh. 
did what we, could be the other? Uh, did we in wah, uh, wah. this? Wah, wah. There you go. Uh, I think it probably was in series two, actually, now thinking about it. But I was going to say, didn't we do a a Crash Channel Ferry with Gordon Ramsay project? That was series two. Ah, yeah. that's the sound for when we don't achieve them. Ah, okay, yeah. But that's, I mean, that's it. Now. That's the only the one we've not achieved. We've, so, done all, yeah. we've done all the aims now. But um, that's a shame. It is. So it? I think for next season, when we do come back, mm. God knows when. We'll carry that one over. We've done the first two. We'll leave them in the past. We've achieved them. I'll come up with two new aims. Yeah. But we'll carry over the celebrity chef's aim, yeah. I think. Oh. We really do need to do more celebrity chef stuff. Do you remember when uh, Vic Reeves tried to order two fried eggs in Hell's Kitchen? <laughs> oh. I, do, I do remember that. It's quite funny, actually. <sighs> Gordon Ramsay. He wasn't having any of it. He wasn't happy about that, was he? No. He was bloody, there we go. We've done it. He was bloody furious, he was. Yep. So we've done that. We've covered that one. Done that. Covered. That's that done. Next bit. <laughs> well, Paul, I think now is the time for you to tell me what you've been watching this week. Tell me what you've been watching this week. You tell them you saw it on the, um, the telly. <laughs> Thanks, George. Uh... <laughs> Well, um, I've been watching a fair bit this week. Yeah, not of wow. actual, not actual te- not actual telly, obviously. Mm. No, uh, I'm going to start this actually in a bit of an odd place. You may not mm. see where I'm going, but don't worry, I'm getting to telly me. Yeah, I was having a special bath the other night, and a special bath is when I like to sort of set, I like to turn, dim the light. I don't I haven't got a dimmer. I turn no. the lights off and light some candles. <laughs> is it a bath I in the dark? To... Is what it is. <laughs> Use a bit of bubbly stuff, mm. and I was listening to Heroes, the album by um, David Bowie. Yeah. And I was sitting there, oh, getting relaxed, enjoying it. Mm. Um, <laughs> Joe the Lion, you know, he finishes. Yeah. And um, and then Heroes came on. Yes. And I was just thinking, it was really nice. And then I had this horrible thought that ruined my whole bath time. Mm. And I thought, at some point during this whole lockdown, in yeah. inverted commas, uh, some uh, company is going to use Heroes, mm. a very sort of slow acoustic cover of Heroes, maybe with a bit of piano, yeah, over the top of slow motion footage of uh, key workers. Yes. At some point that is going to happen and it's going to fuck me right off. Right. And this was kind of inspired by the fact, um, by, some, by an advert that I've seen loads and I, it won't go away. Mm. Um, have you seen the advert? With uh, Ricky Tomlinson uh, doing a bit of narration. Yeah, yeah, it's for McCain's. You, you do know what it's advertising then? McCain's. Yeah. Do you get this advert of, of Ricky Tomlinson going, uh, here's to the key workers, here's to the people who are helping us and shit. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, McCain's. Oven chips! It pisses me right off. Yeah, but I. We've talked about adverts before, George. I like Jim about Royal, how... though. So let's not have a. I do like Jim. I like Ricky Tomlinson, but this advert, I hate it. I hate the advert. Yeah. And it's going to keep happening. We're Mm. going to get all these adverts that are selling you stupid shit by playing with your emotions. Yeah. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. But McCain's are like the the best oven chips, aren't they? Yeah, they are the best oven chips. (laughs) I don't want to sell McCain's. Anyone anyone at McCain's is listening, uh, bag of potato smiley faces will do. 
uh, crasspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Don't send us microchips. Have you no, ever had microwavable microchips? I have had microchips. I used yeah, to love shit. them as a kid because I was, I was um, working class, thick, northern and thick. <laughs> but uh, they're awful. They're they absolutely, pants. utterly awful. In fact, I might buy a box of microchips at some point. See, it's worked. The advertising's worked. I might buy some just to see how exactly. Yeah. I don't want to stay on chip. I just wanted to say Move that that was chips. my thought in the bath. Yeah. Bath thoughts. About... I heard someone. I, I heard someone say, "Oh, shower thoughts are one of my favourite things." It's like really. I don't get shower thoughts. I think uh, there's loads of stuff better than shower thoughts. Because what are shower <laughs> thoughts? Shower thoughts is cod philosophy, isn't it, for the Twitter generation? Basically, that's what yeah. it is. So, just when you think of something, yeah. you know, when you something that's a bit. Oh, that's a bit mad. That makes you think. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Descartes oh, having a shower? <laughs> I think, therefore, I am. Wow. Well, there's the fellow who was in Descartes? the bath and he had that idea. It's not Descartes. I'll look a right twat. It's not, <laughs> there's a Descartes quote, isn't it? Descartes is, I think, therefore I am, yeah. Descartes. <laughs> who was the... Fa- My fucking fuck off. Sorry, listeners. Go on. What? Who was the guy in the bath who had the... He said Eureka. Ran naked through the town. What was his name? Is it Aristotle? Aristotle, I think so. Aristotle. He could if have had it. If not, we both look like. I know. He had a bath thought like me. I'm just as good as Aristotle. He had it before it was worth fucking retweets and upvotes, isn't it? No, that that's the point. Yeah. That yeah. sentence didn't make any sense. I didn't want to get level. onto this. I didn't, didn't want to get onto potatoes and micro fries or whatever they're called. Microchips. Come on, don't be microchips, daft. Microchips. Sorry. I don't want to get onto. I just I wanted to just mention that and then go on to my other thing that I've been watching. But what have you been watching? Much more then? upbeat. My other thing that I've been watching. Come on. Uh, you know I got the best of the. Se- All right. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I've I got the best of uh, the COI. Yes. The Central Office of Information. Yes. Listeners. Blu-ray set of public information films. Yes. There's one on there that I want to talk to you about specifically. Yeah. Have you seen George Drive Carefully, darling? I think I have, but... I've, Let me just refresh your memory. Sure I, I'm sure I have. So obviously, you know, it's pretty clear that it's about driving carefully. But the whole premise of it is that it's sort of told... It starts off with a sort of long ramble by Frank Boff. <laughs> where he, he sort of talks weirdly about like the meaning of the universe and then relates it to sort of driving carefully. Yeah. But the actual film, the premise of the film is... Uh, it's sort of almost POV, but not entirely. It sort of cuts back, cuts occasionally. Yeah. You sort of part. There's three scenes, I guess. Three sort of segments. Mm. You cut between this man's wife going about her daily business. Yeah. You. They're also cut between the point of view of the fella, the husband, mm-hmm. driving in his car. Yeah. I am driving in my car. Um, but the main, the actual sort of the big uh, segment. Inside his head, he's got a kind of numbskull, num, fucking hell, numbskulls. A kind of numbs, a kind of numbskull style mission control setup in his head, yeah. sort of helping him sort of move and to drive. And there's three characters in his head. Uh, the first one, the least, the least exciting one, is um, Memory. Mm. I can't remember who plays Memory. <laughs> That's ironic. And there's the other two. There's the other. <laughs> He's not. He's not. Look, you'll see why because he's overshadowed by the other two characters, right, right, right. who are brain and ego. Yeah, 
Brain <laughs> is played. Brain's in charge. He's played by Colin Baker. <laughs> <laughs> and Ego. Ego is played by John Chalice. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps calling. He keeps referring to uh, Brain and Memory as fruits. <laughs> he keeps saying old oh, fruit. An old duck. <laughs> not in a kind of oh, derogatory right, not in a, sense. Not in a no, no, no. Old fruits and ducky and steam. Brilliant. <laughs> Honestly, it's great. <laughs> I've not, do you know what? I've not seen this and I really want to. You've got to see it. <laughs> I don't think it's available online. It might be available. I've only looked on YouTube. Yeah. But honestly, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth checking out just for those three. Yeah. The interplay they have. And I'm not going to spoil the ending, George, because it's a pretty impressive ending. Well, I'm also quite impressed by the the idea that you could fit Colin Baker inside your head. <laughs> he was a younger man. It was 1975. He was a younger, he was man. A younger man then. Okay. He's quite dashing in it. He's got quite. He's got. He's got a kind of moustache. Is he smug uh, still? Yeah. Yeah. It's Colin Baker. That wouldn't change, yeah. would it? Okay. You wouldn't get Colin Baker if you weren't casting a smug character. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, he's actually. He actually isn't great casting because he ends up being less smug than the guy who's supposed to be playing Ego. Yes. <laughs> And he's John Chalice, so I mean that's saying something. <laughs> that sounds great. I can't wait. It's to great. That. It is great. I'm definitely <laughs> that up. Yeah, it's a crass recommendation, listeners. As is the whole set. Actually, it's a good little set. Yeah, it's well worth checking out. George, it's time for another um, much-loved feature. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be quite pleased that this is back. It's time for... Because you often ask me, when it comes to my autobiography, I'm sure you asked me, when I first did it, why Why are you writing an autobiography? Yeah. What What have you got to say, cunt? We probably added. Um, I thought, today, I'd explain why. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Paul's autobiography. Hang on, I'm just going to get a drink first. <laughs> I like that you're doing this gag still. Running first, running Can't first hear me. So Can't hear me, of course. Do you do that, George? I, I like that you're still doing this joke of you going yes. and getting a glass of water right at the start mm. of the feature. It's not, it's not professional, mate. I didn't get where I am today by getting drinks halfway through the podcast. So, no. I, at the start, <laughs> I get a, a drink. At the very start, I mean, I often regret. Can I do? I can I do my chapter, please? I often regret that it's not bleach, but I do get Fucking the drink, nevertheless. <laughs> Fucking sick of this. Are you doing your chapter? Paul Austin. Or what? I'm doing the chapter now. <laughs> Paul Austin, life lessons from an expert, chapter one, the beginning. Of the autobiography. (laughs) Cast your minds back, if you can. It's the year 2016, and everything has gone to absolute shit. There is no way that it can possibly get any worse than this, I think to myself, as I run naked from the job (laughs) centre. David Bowie and Terry Wogan have both fucked off. Brexit is a thing, and Donald Trump has just been handed the keys to the White Castle. That's a joke for any Americans reading stroke listening to this. 
Worse, I'm trapped in Bromsgrove, naked and afraid, like in that TV show, Naked and Afraid. <laughs> except they're always, except they're always plonked into nice warm deserts and lovely tropical jungles. I'm in bloody Bromsgrove. How did this happen? I hear you ask. Well, I'll tell you if you'll give me a minute. Six hours earlier. Footnote. Imagine this being read aloud in an ominous voice like Parkinson's. Or if you prefer, simple white text on a black background. Anyway, six hours earlier, <laughs> I was sitting at the breakfast table in my modest Midlands home eating shitloads of golden nuggets, which is a cereal. Next to me, my younger sister, Claire. She was named after Claire Sweeney of Brookside fame. My parents had met Sweeney when she was an entertainer on a P&O ferry, and they soon bonded over their mutual love of buildings. The three of them became extremely close, to such an extent that when my mother asked Claire Sweeney if she would be the surrogate mother to my parents' second child, who eventually turned out to be me, she agreed without hesitation. My mother was, and still is, unable to have children, because it's a right pain and she can't be asked with it. Their first child, and my older sister, Devon, was born from the womb of Judy Finnegan, and Claire... My younger sister, just to reiterate, was the result of a drunken surrogacy agreement with the big girl out of Corrie. <laughs> Claire is a right cow when it comes to breakfast, and that day in 2016 was no exception. When are you going to get a job? <laughs> she sniped. I should once again reiterate that I'm talking about my sister called Claire here, not Sweeney. I'm sure she's probably all right at breakfast. I rolled my eyes and gulped down a mouthful of masticated nuggets. I've had jobs, I replied. For more details, see chapter 1064, this fella's work. I would have added, had I started writing this autobiography before she'd asked the question. Bullshit! You've not done any proper jobs, have you? (laughs) She was, unfortunately, quite correct. She continued, Oh, mine! Mum's a bricklayer, Dad's a poet, Devon works at Channel 5, and I'm the person inside Mr Blobby! What do you do? Truthfully, readers, at that time I mostly sat around the house in my pants, tugging on my brasser and watching Derek Akora. He's dead. Claire looked <laughs> smug. She knew she had me. <laughs> I stood up, knocking the table enough to spill my morning glass of umbongo. I stormed up to my bedroom, threw myself on the bed, and wept all through the day. The following morning, at first light, I left that house, never to return, until I'd gone to the job centre and got a job, after which I would return because that's where all my things were. The job centre was in Bromsgrove. Readers, if you've never been to Bromsgrove, then you're unburdened. I imagine that the experience of visiting Bromsgrove is something akin to visiting the fiery gates of hell. Except hell's probably got a nicer Iceland. (laughs) It's an absolute dump, basically. The streets are paved with shit. It took three hours to find the job centre, which eventually turned out to be above a really grim chip shop. I'd been told by one of my many dull scum friends that I was to wait in the queue and when asked for my order, repeat the words, ask nothing, expect nothing, depend on nothing. (laughs) Upon reciting the hidden words to the dumpy woman serving, her entire indifferent demeanour changed to one of harried urgency. She beckoned me behind the counter and led me down a maze of corridors and up a series of winding staircases. After what seemed like an eternity, we arrived at the job centre. It was well boring. Green carpet, couple of blue fabric chairs and a bunch of desks occupied by middle-aged women. I waited for nine hours and eventually a very little man asked me if I had an appointment. I told him that I tried to get an appointment but that the lines had been occupied every time I called. I hadn't held the line because the hold music was Spirit in the Sky, the Gareth Gates version featuring the Kumars. 
I've got a lot of time for Sanjeev Bhaskar, but really, there are limits. <laughs> the little man shook his head and informed me, <laughs> You can only make universal credit appointments online! I informed him that I had tried to make an appointment online, but I was required to complete a which cast member of ERU quiz before I was allowed to access the booking form. It wasn't a traditional booking form either. It was a side-scrolling flash game in which you controlled a character that resembled something I refused to name in these pages. In the game, you had to run through a sewer collecting dole checks. The amount you collected dictated the amount of universal credit you were granted. Most of the checks were placed inside the scenery and were therefore unobtainable. According to my connections, this was simply a technical error that was yet to be corrected. The checks could be collected if you hacked the game, but I was told on a forum that if I were to do so, I would be killed by hanging. I jacked in the booking form and decided that it couldn't hurt to attend without an appointment. The little man said it did hurt, and indeed I saw tears rolling down his little cheeks. Well, could I make an appointment now, since I'm here anyway? I asked, feeling rather desperate. No! He spat and bolted under a nearby table. This is a bit weird, I thought, even for me. I decided to march on, despite the pleas of the tiny table man. I approached a desk occupied by an extremely large woman. Doing my best to appear polite, I smiled and said, Hi there, I'm looking to apply for universal credit. Would you mind giving me a hand? Do you want bacon? (laughs) Well, I made my excuses and left. (laughs) (laughs) How did I know? That that would be short, so. <laughs> it's funny that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it took three. D- <laughs> it took three days to navigate my way through the chip shop. By the time I emerged from the labyrinth, I was starved, parched, and entirely nude. I collapsed to my knees and screamed at the sky. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> After a bit of a to-do, I was arrested and charged with the following offences. Indecent knob exposure, disturbing the peace, assaulting an officer, and for commandeering a road sweeper without a license. <laughs> Fair dues. My parents picked me up from the county jail. Honestly, it was like something out of Bonanza, and gave me the usual lecture as we drove home. Knobs are for under your shades, not for waving about in the streets. Honestly, at least one of them said this every day. Absolutely baffling. Once right, my dad came with me to a doctor's appointment. I'd been suffering with my knees, some ligament thing. Uh, the doctor was in the middle of a sentence, and my dad just blurted out, Knobs are for under your shades, not for waving about in the streets. Doctor was well taken about. What's going on there? Mental, old fucking dickhead. <laughs> anyway, they were waffling on, so I decided to have a cheeky nap on the back seat. I might have gone too far with this one, George, to be honest. Uh, (laughs) There followed a dream, a dream that I will never forget. In my dream, I was visited by creation itself. It appeared in a strange haze, surrounded by golden palm leaves. Paul, Paul, you must create a tome. I must stress at this point that creation took the form of Boise. (laughs) What sort of tome? I asked. Creation laughed. (laughs) (laughs) A tome of truth, the truth of Paul, so that others may learn from your mistakes. Life lessons from an expert, as it were. Creation then got into its Jaguar and vroomed off, (laughs) laughing all the way, but I won't bother doing the voice again. And lo, it was written. Oh, I got Alex Kingston on the quiz, by the way. End of the the chapter. (laughs) 
It's a bit mental that one. Yeah. But I think it. I think it's all true. It's amazing the uh, sort of leaps in time as well, because I'm sure you only said six hours earlier, and yet you were waiting in the job centre for either nine hours or three weeks, depending on <laughs> who I'm supposed to believe. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Mm. <laughs> forgot. I did forget to. But I forgot about forgot. that. It's fine. Uh, I think I. I. Do you know what makes sense now? Why you're writing this autobiography? If yeah, creation good. I'm glad that you realise now. I was ordered to by creation. Yeah, it's a holy tome. Who's going to argue? Who's going to argue with Boise? Who is <laughs> nobody? That's who. Well, it's that's it, George. That's it for this run of episodes. Yes, this, that's it. Um, who knows when we'll be back? It's another series that we can put the final nail in the coffin and bury. Yep, kick under the rug or bury is probably better. I just imagine a coffin under a rug is going to stand out. But... It could come back from the dead, mm. this podcast. It could rise up like some sort of... Like in the monkey's paw, mm. and it'll knock on your door at night, George. Yeah. Either that, or like Jimmy Hoffer, it will just vanish into obscurity. Never to probably be... Probably that one. Never to be seen or heard again. Pro- probably that one. Listeners, if you're missing us while we're away, you can always tweet us mm. uh, at the Crass Podcast on Twitter. You can tweet me as well. Don't actually, re- seriously, don't. Yeah. But it's there just in case you want to follow and just like everything that I say. Which make me feel good. I don't see why you would. don't say anything. I know you're going to say something, George, and it's not worth it. Don't. If you want there to be another series of this podcast, don't even say anything. Do you like just okay? Do you like Twitter, Paul? No, I don't actually, George. I really don't like it, That's... but I feel like I'm trapped in it now. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter say. at Bumbledoon, Bumble D-O-O-N. You can email the podcast if you've got any free chips, free radox. Uh, Danny Baker, if you want to send us a proper email. Uh, if you want to have a quiz, if you want to have a quiz, people. ten people email in. Crasspodcast at gmail.com. That's the email. All that remains is for my good self to say goodbye for another series. Paul, do you want to say goodbye? Yeah, I'll say goodbye. Um, we've got something though, haven't we? We've got a little. We've got a little something. Something yeah. to leave you um, with. Yeah, just to remember us by. Yeah. And play it now. Play it. <laughs> <laughs> Storm, the 
Can't stop me, Georgie. No, no, baby. Cause you are if my you're goal. ever in trouble, I'll be there on the double. Just send for me, oh, baby. Ah, my love is alive. Woo. We're down in the heart. Although we are miles apart, if you 